All right, Kirby, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast today. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Awesome. I have just, I like to introduce people before they even come on the show. Mm -hmm. So people will have already heard about you, but I really like it when people speak for themselves and say who they are from their own perspective. So in Mm -hmm. that vein, tell us who Kirby Miller is and what, who you are and what you want to be known for. Yeah, so good. Thank you for asking that because a lot of times we lead with our titles or our accomplishments, but I am a seeker. I love to be curious. I love to be present. One of my favorite quotes says, be where your feet are. And that's a journey, has been a journey for me. Uh, I don't know if anyone else is a recovering um, futurist or you're living by to-do list, but at this stage of my life, I am a seeker. I love to be curious. I love to invite people into real communication with themselves and other people. So that leads to me being a, a guide. I get to guide transformational conversations in a variety of different settings. And that's come through a, a long journey <laughs> of life experiences, which I'm sure we'll pepper in along the way. But overall, I'm a seeker and I just love to be a guide and allowing people the space to feel safe and seen and explore things that might be right in plain sight, but haven't really gotten adequate attention. And those things I have found are begging us to pay attention because they have messages for us. So I like to think of myself as a seeker and a guide. I love that. And you're in good company. Like, I feel like this is a great space for you to be in because I think a lot of the people who are listening would also have some variation of that definition, right? There's some other variation of a seeker. And that's what we're really all about is people finding kind of their thing, uh, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. and nurturing it and facilitating joy. So this is the perfect conversation for us to be having today. And with that, I'm going to dive right in with the time that we have. And I think you have a lot of wisdom to give our audience. So we, the theme of this podcast, a lot of it is about opting out of struggle. You know, the, the real foundation of this podcast is that I believe that Black women have had historical and cultural myths, lies, whatever word you want to use, that have basically been embedded in us that teach us or make us believe somehow that struggle is our legacy, Mm -hmm. that that is something we are meant to inherit. And it's just the way it is and Mm -hmm. deal with it. And instead, I believe that because that is a lie, that that's something I work really hard to reject. And I want the audience to join me on this kind of initiative to opt out of struggle, to know that there's another way. So the first question I ask all the guests, because all of you are incredible Black women, but from very different walks of life and very different professions, but all have something in common, which is that you have chosen a life that is at least in the pursuit of rejection of living struggle life, right? Being in struggle. And so I always ask people, how have you opted out? Because that's really what the theme of this podcast is, is opting out of that. And so how have you, Kirby, opted out of struggle in your life? And how has that shown up? Like what's been the journey to doing that? Yes. So I am glad to be among the tribe that has checked the box to say opt out. (laughs) Yes. And I believe that with that, leading into kind of just this talk about it, opting out doesn't mean that you decouple hardship or hard days, but it does really radically change your experience because something that you said, just us thinking that this is our legacy. So what opting out does decouple is 
struggle and hardship and strife and agony, it does decouple that from our identity. And so it doesn't change our experience. But when you kind of go inward and decide who you are, and what you have access to, that changes the game. So for me, this has been a lifelong journey. And I'm sure many people listening can relate to having some of those secret thoughts when you're like, is this it? Is this all there is? Is it like this forever? Do I just rinse and repeat the same day? And with that, many of us go on autopilot where you look up and you don't know how you got to the end of the week, the months just kind of flow by, the years flow by, because you've kind of insulated your real self and protected yourself because you feel as though you just have to be on this hamster wheel. And that was me. Uh, I grew up in a unique situation that kind of had a lot of its own small T traumas, big T traumas. And what I learned along that way is that I was more convenient when I didn't feel things. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day, or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash burnout. Our lives are filled with compromise, but one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team. And it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com slash BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash BGB. ZocDoc.com slash BGB. 
Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Everything is up in flames. I, said all that I, have to say. I learned that part of our my worth was really, really tied into just how resilient I could be based on their definition of resilience. And that meant dry your face, keep going. And so with that, that idea of struggle was just kind of tangled into being a strong person, being a person who can be counted on. And so as I journeyed through adulthood and did all the things, you know, you go to college, you get the degrees, you pursue careers that check one of those big boxes that people can say, oh, she's this. But all along the way, I still had this kind of haunting undercurrent of, is this it? But then I also knew the, the answer. This was not it. There were so many different parts of me that were just begging to be explored. And for me, as I pursued my professional career in healthcare, more specifically healthcare technology, had a great career in that, there was this little inkling that was saying, okay, but what about all these other things that you love? What about these things that you're doing that you actually see people light up and then communicate transformation after experience? And what about these things? So alongside my professional professional career, I let my inner kind of um, rebel that loves to go against the the status quo say, okay, well, what if? So I started doing some more things on the side of my professional career. And this is all a meaningful answer to how I opted out. I opted out because sure, I ran the original program, went with the algorithm, but alongside that said, what else? And it was through that journey that I got to learn more of my identity, more of what naturally lit me up. And I saw the ripple effects that that had. And so that was deeply implanted in my brain. And then fast forward on that journey to a pretty significant tragedy entering my family's life where my parents were in a tragic car accident here in Nashville. And I bring this up because what that brought online initially was the old programming. I went right back on to autopilot. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't hydrating. I would sleep in the hospital, make sure I was on rounds, take a shower, walk across campus because my parents were in the ICU of the medical center where I worked and just rinse and repeat. And that old programming was that if you love someone, you show up a desiccated version of yourself because you've thrown your whole self in. That was the old definition. But along that line, I started reintegrating with my gratitude practice, which was hard to do. Some days it was just gratitude for sleeping more than two hours. But that kind of cracked open, hey, Kirby, even among this tragic, heavy, seemingly unfair, relentless time, you have choices. And so that's where I really decided to opt out in a more significant way. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. But it was redefining what resilience and showing up for those that I love really meant. And I decided to kind of pour back into myself so that I could pour out of the overflow of a more hydrated person, a rested person, a resourced person, and understanding that there was not a tension or a paradox between me being in the struggle and me being a good person. In fact, I learned that they actually are 
more in harmony, when I felt more integrated, when I felt more clear, I can be of service. And that's actually a part of uh, one of the affirmations in my book. Uh, it ends with feeling good as an act of service. Yes, and that sounds so that. simple, but hopefully someone hearing this, maybe that's the catalyst that says, hey, maybe I could be a vet tribe that opts out because I want to be of service. I want to be a good person. I want to be the mom people can rely on. I want to be the good wife, the businesswoman, the entrepreneur. Well, great. But feeling good, feeling more of yourself, being lit up is an act of service first to yourself and then anyone in your sphere of influence. So my journey to opting out was a jagged, <laughs> rough one. And sometimes we have to continue to validate our membership in the opt-out club because it's really tempting to get pulled back into that old programming. And so that's why I think it's really important. In fact, I know it's really important to have rituals and people and tribe and practices that are guardrails that keep you pointed toward that decision. So many things you said were really beautiful. One is that, and so much of it aligns with a lot of what you know I talk about and talk about with other women and hear from our global listeners, which is the identity. Like part of the journey to conceptualizing the opt-out was understanding that we have coupled our identity. Who I am, struggle. My value is in, you know, we have messages that tell people the harder you work for something, the more valuable it is. So that's how we end up with struggle love and struggle jobs and struggle family <laughs> because we have this ingrained in us as it's coupled in with my value and struggle are together. And that's the right. beauty of you understanding to decouple that and understanding too. the second piece that's really powerful. I mean, there were many things that you said that were powerful. But the second thing that you said is that you, you describe your journey as like jagged and you have to re remind yourself and recommit. We say here that the opt-out is a discipline, not a destination. So it is something that you work toward. It's not an arrival. Yeah. Like I didn't arrive at Nashville. I've reached my destination. Yeah. There is not that in a life's journey. <laughs> it yeah. is very yeah, much I wish were, but work. No, there's not. No. And so it's really, it's work. And because it is work, it requires of us to consistently recommit, re-engage. It's a discipline. It's just the same way we do other things that are healthy and good for us. And it is interesting how in times, I think the last thing I'll say is, it's interesting how in times of trauma, it can go one of two ways for people. It can be devastating and it just, just decimates your life. And it yeah. never, it's never the same or it can decimate your life. And it can also make you say, what am I doing? And let me do it like now. Yeah. Because there are moments in life, you know, as a therapist, I would tell people like people really don't change that much. Yeah. You can introduce some habits. Don't get me wrong, but people don't really change who they are unless something very jarring and dramatic happens mm -hmm. and it just stops them. Mm -hmm. And they have to say, mm -hmm. I got to do something different. And for us, the yeah. pandemic, I think it's a global touch point. I think it's that moment where people are like, wait a minute. But before the pandemic, it was a lot of like life altering moments. I got a divorce. I got an illness. Somebody I loved passed away. Somebody I loved got sick, whatever that is. And there's just this moment where you take stock and it can either just take you down, which is completely normal and happens. But for some people, it's like, uh, once I got back up, I, I got to do something very, very different. And the opt-out becomes yeah. a way, however people define it for themselves, to change trajectories. And so 
quickly, I want to start, I want to tease a little bit about what your trajectory change was. And then I'm going to have in the next episode, you guys stay tuned. So the next episode, we're going to find out a little bit more about what you do in your professional realm and how you infuse joy into it. So tell us a little bit, tease us a little bit about this trajectory change because you left us with like, I'm opting out. This bad thing has happened with your family and your parents and I am not doing good. And I'm realizing there's got to be something different. So what was the trajectory change for you? Yeah. So as a result of that incident, I became a primary caregiver for my mother who was paralyzed in that accident with a traumatic brain injury. So that trauma continued beyond the doors of the hospital. And so for me, holding a a full-time career and navigating entrepreneurship and then asking myself these really hard questions and sitting with the answers, that's the key part. I decided, hmm, I am a finite being with infinite potential. And if that's true, which I believe it is, is that how I'm showing up day to day? So with that, that knowledge, with that fuel, with that new sanctity for life, with that new vigor, because I, at that point, and still am sleeping across from a hospital type bed in a home setting, I decided, hmm, I'm going to play all out. I'm going to live the width and the length of my life and do more of what lights me up more of the time. Because I mentioned I was kind of flirting with it before this, but during this time, it became very clear that what is nourishing me could then nourish other people. So decided to make a pivot and end a chapter well in corporate America and spend more time writing, putting a guidebook project out in the world, speaking and creating inclusive spaces where people can just be people and can connect and can ask hard questions and get resources for the answers. Because my whole goal... And what I do now is just to provide resources and opportunities for people to know themselves during their quiet moments, because we all know how to perform. We can do it on podcasts. We can do it in our personal relationships in corporate America. But when it's really quiet and it's you and you, and I slept many nights in the hospital waking up at 3 a.m. and all you hear is the machines and it's you and your thoughts. When it's you and you and it's quiet, I I want my life to be an example of what it looks like to be resourced and full and have options, even when the conditions don't support you being your, your optimal self. And so that's what I get to spend my time doing now is creating spaces that are inclusive, that are infused with love, compassion and options so that people can be resourced in their quiet moments. And then that definitely feeds into how you show up in the rest of your life. Beautiful. And that's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about how you have done that, how you've spun those quiet moments into a quite beautiful life. So let's let's talk about that and we'll catch that in the next episode. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly 
give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other.